can be our season two. That can be our season two. We can't just talk about death. We can't just talk about death. What is up, guys? Welcome to season three. Season three of the So I Was Thinking podcast. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not us. <laughs> Not <laughs> me. Oh, that was a good. That was oh, a good man. reference. Honestly, I hey, look at reference. look at this brand new yeah, space, wow. brand new lights. It's shiny here. We're shooting in heaven. Dang. Just kidding. This is not the afterlife. I Listen, am loving the digs, I, dude. I do declare. This is our twenty-first episode of the So I Was Thinking podcast. The twenty-first. We've been at this for a while. So. It is so. We are seasoned. Three seasons. Yo, there you go. Thrice seasoned, actually. Thrice seasoned. Yeah. What freaking curry, baby. <laughs> I don't. The amount of seasoning this group, this duo has. There's no way we're white. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. I enjoyed uh. that joke. Lots of lots of things happening. By the way, I forgot to give Isaac his shout out. I told him I was going to give him a shout out. I got a shout out. What he got me for my birthday? Can I show the people? Oh, we're doing this now. Absolutely, bro. It's like probably one of my favorite birthday gifts ever. This is a shoe that I wanted and I never. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get it one day. And then Isaac was like. I was, actually, Rowan has this thing where I'm like a terrible gift giver because I cannot keep a secret. He'll show you a picture of the gift he's giving. Yeah, and I want to give it to you as soon as I get it, but that's fine. Uh, Isaac, not only, like, he, he told me what he was getting me like months ago <laughs> and was like, just act surprised. And I was like, yeah, why not? Sure. And so wow. I did act surprised. You have your very own Yeezys. Have you done the sniff test? What sniff test? You always gotta sniff new shoes. Get that new shoe whiff. No, I didn't. Always when you, always when your new boot goofing. Yeah. Feel like you gotta teach the people what that means. Leave it in the comments if you use the phrase "new boot goofing." New boot goofing. Yeah, and if you don't start using it right now, I'm a trendsetter. (laughs) Let me tell you, new boot goofing. Is are you saying new boot goofing? Yeah. I heard nubu as in like N U B U goofing. And I'm no, like, all new right. New boot goofing. Because oh. it's whenever you get new shoes, you be new boot goofing. Sure, you be. Sure, you be. So, season three, oh, we're man. doing things a little bit different. I mean, we're not, only, it up. not only are we changing up our format a little bit here, we got new intro music, by the way. A completely new intro. Yep. Uh, you should check us out on YouTube because we look really good right now on YouTube. And, yeah. you, you know, if you're listening on Spotify, Steamy. I mean, keep listening on Spotify, but check us out on YouTube to subscribe. Listen, before we get into all the new things, thank you once again, first and foremost, to Rabbit Hole Records uh, for Ooh. sponsoring this episode, for being our first and probably biggest sponsor, honestly. Uh, for real. If you want to record a, an album, Chris, uh, the legend Swenson is your man. If you want to record a podcast, 
Like I said in all the other episodes, get in line. We were here first. Uh, if you would like to record an audio book, if you got some like random side project you want to work on, Chris for sure can help you. But if uh, you know, you know when you uh, when you when you when you're at the DMV, right, and you are waiting for your number to be called. Don't you love that noise? Chris can go to the DMV with you, For record you. the sound in the waiting room, and you can have it forever in high fidelity, which means you got to get like the special high fidelity like stereo headphones to play it back in to get the full experience of the DMV. But high, I'm going to tell you something. He quality. can do it. He can do it. He's the man. Also, adding to the legend of Chris, the man, the myth, legend, Swenson. In World War II... Chris carried an entire battalion yeah. up a mountain so that they could escape. So give it up to the war hero, Chris Brunson. Saved a lot of lives that day. The movie Saving Private Ryan was, <laughs> was a bunch of people in that movie, but I tell you it was all Chris. It was all Chris. He went after Ryan. He got him home. Yeah. They never show you what happens after that movie. It's Chris carrying all the people <clears throat> that survived, plus tanks, yeah. over a mountain. Chris once, during World War II, punched the tank in the mouth and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Said, no more. <laughs> <laughs> he said, not on my soil. <laughs> not here. <laughs> not, not in my house. <laughs> you disrespect me. <laughs> I punch you in the throat. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's it, honestly, listen, honest, if you like, ever get the chance to record at Rabbit Hole Records. You get you, to meet this World War II just veteran. He And he's very young looking for his age. Yeah. Still kicks the crap out of everybody in the nursing home and bingo. Yeah. That hasn't stopped either. <laughs> we're, we're just like he's on a winning streak and we get to record in the studio I again. Mean, yeah. Just don't lose your house again, man. Uh, he was about to punch something else <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> he loses his house again. Anyway, Janice. we're doing. <laughs> oh, we were not supposed yeah. to mention names. It's still it's, called out. It's, it's like the whole legal Name thing. Name drop. We're not supposed to. It's been redacted. Uh, we're doing something new for season three, Rowan. We uh, there's a lot. I, I think you and I have been reading the Bible a lot more often. Um, over the last few weeks, and uh, mm -hmm. we decided to do something new. Um, we are? This is awkward. We have to do this right now? Yeah. So we are actually starting a series, because we have been reading the Bible a lot more often, and we think that there are chunks of the Bible that make sense in the context of the questions that we have about mm -hmm. our faith, um, and they answer them really well, but then there's also, like, layers to some of the... Um, passages in the bible so we want to do some short series this season and see what happens you know yeah good conversation good reading good knowledge listen if you want to know more about the bible check out the other episodes but definitely season three this one is for you bro or we bro debt we are maturing we are seeking knowledge above everything else oh so let's 
Let's go for it. What are we? What series are we kicking season three off with? Uh, we are doing Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. Was her fleece truly as white as as snow? We're gonna look at what the Bible has to say. Just kidding. We are looking at probably one of my favorite passages. Probably one of the most difficult, Ooh. challenging pa- passages to Damn. read and unpack. Um, we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Everybody thinks they know it, and everybody thinks, you know, like they have it memorized. There's actually, you know, like we we normally consider the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, the blessed are the blank, and blessed are the blank, and blessed are the blank. But there's so much more in that mm-hmm. sermon. He goes, Jesus goes through a bunch of different topics and challenges us in a bunch of different ways. Some of my best or some of my favorite passages in the Bible. And it all starts in Matthew chapter 5. Let's jump right into it. Today we are going over the Beatitudes. <coughs> not the Beatles, not the Attitudes. Put them together, the Beatitudes, son. Get it. Let's start us off. <laughs> Two and three. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's break this down slowly. What is what does that mean? Blessed but, are the ones or blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Yeah. What does that mean? Did you write it down? <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Oh, stop. <laughs> All right. We're doing this off of memory. Let's do this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So we are. I mean, a lot of times we. I think a lot of times, oh, actually recently, right? Like recently, this crazy year that we just lived through and we're now, you know, getting back to normal from, there has been a lot of talk about like social justice and what that looks like and blah, blah, blah. And I've seen this passage specifically get brought up because it says, blessed are the, this, and it looks like Jesus is taking a side. What we have to understand about the Beatitudes is Jesus is introducing the law of the land. Uh, when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, right? And and like the first sign that he's showing is that this, this grace, this mercy extends to everyone. Like as, as like the kingdom rolls in, that people just become a part of it um, and they're blessed by it and they're touched by it regardless of whether they believe or not. Um, and so the poor in spirit, the poor in spirit are the people that understand their desire and their need for God. Jesus isn't saying blessed are the poor. Uh, And also, as we read through this, we need to keep in mind that um, the word blessed here translates to happy. So happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are the people who understand their deep need for God, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And to talk about, like, God loves or God seeks relationship with everybody equally— um, I would recommend, I can't remember if it's Romans Romans 3 or 4, I think it might be 4, but Paul talks about how whether you're Jew or Gentile, because that's how people were split up back in the day, like whether you're Jew or Gentile, none is better than the other, all must follow the law equally, and both are loved by God equally. And so I hate when the church tries to divide us up uh, internally because it misses the whole message of God to begin with, that we're supposed to be one in Christ, that we're supposed to identify in Christ and be one with him, and we're supposed to be brothers and sisters uh, no matter skin color, uh, where you come from, like how much you make in a year, 
the other things that define groups of people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on <laughs> to the next point. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This go out. This go, this one goes out to all my sad homies. Um, there's hope. You blessed. All right, then. <laughs> all his sad homies, you're blessed. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, like, blessed are those who mourn. And um, I think I think one of the 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 coolest verses in the Bible is uh, John eleven thirty two. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Right. Like we have a God that understands our pain. Like the book of Hebrews talks about how we have a perfect mediator who knows us, who understands human kind and understands how we work we don't have a god that's like far off and distant and doesn't understand us but really we're looking at jesus saying that happy are those who mourn which is backwards right like you're not supposed to be happy as you mourn but god is saying that he draws close to the people that mourn mm-hmm. um they will be comforted but we talk about mourning or we talk about being sad and we talk about like feeling pain um as if that's a bad thing, right? Like we try, I think, especially me, I don't know what it is. I don't like sad emotions, mm-hmm. me especially. And so I don't like to mourn. I don't like to talk about loss. I don't like to talk about sad feelings. I don't like to talk about that stuff. And I don't like to feel those things. But like what's comforting is like mourning and feeling sadness. Mourning, I think, is so like you only hear that about funerals usually. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't ever like go to the doctor and you mourn after you leave the doctor's office, right? Like you, or maybe you do sometimes. You got hit with bad news, but I'm saying like you don't, you don't like stub your toe and mourn. Like oh my gosh, like usually mourning mm-hmm. is like is a deep pain that you're feeling. That's not just sadness. It's like a, it's it's like getting over a loss and feeling the pain, right? Um, but Jesus has promised that those that mourn will be comforted. Yeah. And I think I want to bring up, like, mourning doesn't mean, like, oh, I'm just sad. Like, uh, you can also mourn for, like, how do I put this? Like, the sins. Like, if you, if, because God will put stuff in our heart. Like, God will make us see, like, using anger as an example. Some of us see anger as something that's just, like, so bad and so, like, vile. And because it's a sin, like, we see it as something that is just, like, disgusting. And so we can mourn that sin. We can mourn, like, the people that fall victim to that sin. And by doing that, it's kind of you feeling empathy for other people. It's you feeling, like, uh, kind of feeling what God feels, that same feeling that heartbreaking feeling of when we disobey God and that separation from God, because mm. then that can motivate us to walk in righteousness and walk in purity and look more like Christ and disciples other disciple others to be just like Christ as well. So that mourning can be for ourselves too. Like if there's a sin that we know is wrong, like we can mourn about that for ourselves. We can be like, I hate that. Like I get angry super e- easily. And then like, that morning that because God like that more that same kind of morning that God like puts in our hearts can motivate us to like be better and move past it. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that was good. Yeah. These are Verse five. Right. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Now, this this goes very counter to what a lot of 
people are uh, people want to think, because a lot of people have like this alpha mentality where all they want to be is just alpha, and like they see other people as beta, and it's just so annoying and so disgusting. But what God says, uh, I want to <laughs> put a pause there because the last few weeks. If I do something <laughs> stupid, Alpha will go, or Rowan will go, oh, you're such a beta. Oh. <laughs> and then he'll look in the mirror and only, flex and go, oh, I'm an Alpha. I only, only in jest. Only in jest. <laughs> but seriously, like, we always want to be, like, the best. We always want to, like, excel at everything we do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a certain grace and a certain blessing that comes along with being meek. Because with meekness also comes humility. Because, like, there's you at some point you need to understand, like, there's always somebody who's going to be better at you. And so, uh, or somebody who's going to be, like, just a level above you. And so when you, like, don't take yourself too seriously and you humble yourself, you're able to, like, be comfortable with who you are. And when you're comfortable with who you are, you can help other people be comfortable with who you are. And so, like, that meekness allows you to, like spread the gospel in like a real way because i i firmly believe that we spread the gospel much more with the way we act than when we like preach to our friends because you can preach all you want but if you're a jerk like just walking around nobody's gonna care about what you just preached about but if you live in the way of jesus like you're and you live in this meekness that's so set apart from what like the world wants you to be People are going to see that. And then like when you preach to um, preach and tell them about like the good news and the gospel, they're going to be much more receptive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, like like you said, this is so counterintuitive, right? Because it says blessed are the meek because they will inherit the earth. Um, But really what like what we're what we normally think is like, man, the people that fight for it, the people that are like. You know, like I'm gonna do this my way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. You gotta take life by the horns. Mm-hmm. You gotta make everything. You gotta subdue everything. And yeah, let's go get it. Blah blah blah. Like, there's nothing wrong. Uh, let's say this: there's nothing wrong with working hard. There's nothing wrong with like doing your due gil- diligence and like putting forth effort and doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I think you hit the nail on the head. It's about humility more than anything, right? Like, the humble will inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and yeah, a good king, uh, there's a saying, it's in my head, something like a good king, uh, doesn't have, or what is it? Something about like a good king serve his pe- serves his people. The people don't serve him. It's kind of like that. Hmm. Like if you're on top, use that to serve other people. Like just because you're on top doesn't mean everybody has to serve you. Yep. Not a hundred percent related, but thought I would some someone somewhere has to hear that. <laughs> sure, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Now, for Ooh. this one, we did some digging, yeah. right? Because the, again, going back to the topic of like social justice and what's right and what's righteous, um, what are we what are we talking about there, right? Because we think. Uh, because it's easy to take that verse. Now, I'm going to put this spoiler out there and say that in no way, shape, or form is Jesus taking a political stance in the Beatitudes. 
He's making a declaration about the culture of the kingdom of heaven. He's mm -hmm. not saying that we need to, every time something happens, you know, like we need to stand up for righteousness. We need to do this because in this verse specifically, the righteousness that is being talked about is living holy lives for God. Mm -hmm. Right. Like God's righteousness, not uh, not our righteousness. So we're not fighting for. And hear me out. I think that there is something right. There is something to be said about standing up for people um, and standing up for, you know, somebody that's been done wrong and fighting for them. I think that is very much a worthy cause. What this is talking about, however, is godly righteousness. We yeah. are we are hungry and we thirst for for like the like the internal righteousness like for uh, looking more like Jesus. Like we're fighting against sin. We are hungry for God to make us righteous. We are thirsty. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're desperate for God to make us righteous for they shall be satisfied. Yeah. And I think cuz yeah, you uh kind of said this, but like these beatitudes are basically the rule sets for like the kingdom of heaven. And it kind of it lets you know like uh how do I like maybe this isn't what I mean, but like how hopeless it is for us to get into heaven or to get to the kingdom of heaven, like on our own good deeds, because we can't fulfill these all these beatitudes because the beatitudes are like the rule set. Right. Um, similar to the Ten Commandments, but not really. <coughs> but like these are the standards of the kingdom of heaven. And it, reading these, it's so impossible to meet each and every standard for this. But this is what's expected of, of us. And so to bring the kingdom of heaven here, like we talked about uh, two weeks ago with purpose, because that is our purpose, bringing the kingdom of heaven here. I think the hunger and thirst for righteousness is so key. And like you said, it's not a uh, hunger and thirst for self-righteousness, but godly righteousness. So what does God say about righteousness? Like doing what is good, what is kind, like stick to your like basics, but like really dig deep and figure out for yourself like what god's righteousness is because it's not gonna line up with the world's definition of righteousness yeah it's not starting a parade it's not it's not necessarily like you know making some signs and going on a march it's not necessarily that righteousness is oh my god there is sin in my life and it needs to be made right mm -hmm. it needs to be made right um, and so that's what that verse is talking about. And I, until we did that digging, I, I, I always thought like me personally, I always thought it was like, yeah, I need to stand up for people. Yeah. I need to stand up to whatever's wrong in the world and blah, blah, blah. But like, I need to stand up to what's wrong in me. Ooh, that's good. That's the kind of self-righteousness we need. Self-righteousness you know? against you. Yeah. Boom. And, and being hungry and thirsty for righteousness is God's righteousness. It's not. It's not, you know, you know, supporting a cause. It's not burning, you know, throwing stuff on animal fur jackets because PETA. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 godly righteousness. Mm -hmm. But like I like the there's always a promise with this. Like it's like, you know, like being hungry and thirsty for righteousness, especially I don't know why we're on this one for so long. But like godly righteousness, like fighting against the sin in yourself, like you will be satisfied. Mm hmm. Right. Like the Holy Spirit is with you and, and, and he's good enough to um, 
to work that out in you. So as you hunger and thirst for righteousness, as you hunger and, and thirst to work things out of you that don't look like Jesus and you're mad at the sin in your life and you're mad at this so that you look more like Jesus, you will be satisfied. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man, blowing through these. This is fun. I'm a real genuinely enjoying this. Not that I didn't don't genuinely enjoy the other episodes, but this is fun. All right, next one. We're in verse 7 for those tracking with us. Um, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Now, this is important because we hear about God's grace and God's mercy, but rarely we hear them in this context because we think of God's grace and mercy as free and, like, expendable. We did a whole um, forgiveness and grace episode about how we shouldn't be taking God's grace for granted. And I think here we are, like, here we are. If we expect mercy... Uh, from God, like we need to first give mercy to other people. And I think mercy, grace, forgiveness all go hand in hand. Like the people that have wronged you, have you shown them mercy? The people who have like treated you poorly, have you shown them mercy? Like where have you been merciful in your life? And like where have you not been merciful? And how can you be better in that area? Like talking practically. And and what's interesting is Jesus later tells a story. He tells a parable and the, like the the point of the parable and the point that he later states, you know, to his disciples is if you can't forgive, God won't forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that is not what people will tell you, like with the Bible. They'll tell you uh, God's graces are new every day and stuff like Which that. Which is true. It's true. But like once you become a Christian and you're held to the kingdom standards which is what this is like you'll see like how are you like if you want mercy you first have to show it yourself and like these are just like kind of the conditions like god's grace is new every day but like there is don't just go around doing what you're doing what your sinful desires are yeah which goes into our our next one blessed are those pure in heart for they shall see god now, this is a tough one because when it comes to standards, I think we all for sh- fall short on this one because I don't think anybody's pure in heart. Purity is a tough topic for a lot of people. Yeah, that's real. Um, and I don't, sorry, I walked right into the mic to burp. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, like when we're talking about being pure in heart, uh, the promise is that we will see God. And, you know, like we we think easily that like being pure in heart is is like, oh, but I'm I'm nice. I genuinely want nice things to happen to people. I want nice things to happen to everybody, you know, like um, but being pure in heart again. I, I like the way that you're saying this, Ro. I, th- I like the way that you're saying that these are the standards for the kingdom and they're almost impossible to live up to because I'll tell you what, I am pure in heart until I bring this up every time. But like <laughs> even on the drive here, I'm pure in heart until you cut me off in traffic. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pure in heart until, you know, like I'm playing basketball and you start talking trash to me. Then I want to fight you. You know, like I, I, I am pure in heart until something happens. Like I, I want... I want the good. I want peace. I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to be, I, I want to be sinless and all that stuff until somebody, you know, makes me angry. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to sin. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to hurt somebody with my words. I'm, I'm yelling in the car. I'm calling somebody stupid while I'm driving, you know, like, and, and like, 
that makes me not pure in heart. And it's a it's yeah. a fight that we have to go through. Like our hearts are, you know, like the Bible actually talks a lot about our heart, the condition of our heart. And it, it's it's a tricky thing. Right. Like because our heart is uh, the in, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon writes that our, our heart is deceitful above all things. Mm hmm. Right. And so like to be pure in heart, to constantly be checking yourself and be like, yo, uh, this isn't right. This isn't right. This is and and to meditate on God's word and to fill your your heart with godly things and all of that, that stuff that takes so much work. But in the end, you will see God. Yeah. And I like to think about like how our approach to God has changed over the years, because if we look at the way. Um, the Israelites used to approach God, they would be absolutely pure. They would wash themselves. They would be completely cleansed. Like they had all these rituals so that uh, when they went into the temple, they wouldn't like burn up because they were too impure for God, for God's presence. And now like fast forward to today, like we do whatever we want. And then we complain to God and like we pray and like we basically have like a hotline to God. And yet, we we can't become pure in heart and this isn't i guess this is kind of calling people out but like we need to cleanse ourselves because like when talking in our um god or define defining god god defined something like that defining god defining god episode we talk about we talked about how much god hates sin like he is vehemently hope you there it is again that there it is again sat Uh, words hope y'all studied up yeah, ACT. Nope. <laughs> ACT, SAT. NBC, ABC. P- <laughs> uh, but, like, we talk about how much God, like, hates sin. And so God is completely pure. And so if we want to see God, because that's what this verse says, the pure of heart shall see God. If we want to see God for who he truly is, like we need to be completely pure. And even though that's not possible, we can work as hard as we can towards that goal. So what are the impurities in your heart? And you can ask, like God's given us so many tools. Like he's given us the Bible. We have so like YouTube's a thing. Look at like sermons and all these things are like fully available on YouTube, but like also the Holy Spirit. I think I learned this um, like in middle school in a summer camp one year, but asking the Holy Spirit to condemn you, even though that sounds like a scary thing, like I don't want anybody to condemn me, but having the Holy Spirit condemn your heart and condemn everything that's impure and every sinful desire in your heart will allow you to finally get rid of that it's like gutting like like it's like carving it out like getting rid of what doesn't need to be there yeah and like working towards a pure heart so that we like can see god and bring the kingdom of heaven here i forgot to breathe sorry (laughs) yeah that was good though number nine verse nine blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of god Peacemakers. Pacemakers. Different than the pacemaker. I was <laughs> but yeah, peacemakers. Really cool. Because like for some people, this is like genuinely a problem. Just like starting fights with people. I, I don't struggle with this personally. I never start He's any fights. But <laughs> like being a peacekeeper and just like making sure because God loves peace. 
anytime there's chaos, that's not of God. Um, that's not true. Yeah. Well, we can oh. listen. We could we could look at the Bible. That's not always true. God does start some stuff. Jesus made a whip and cleared some people out of a temple. God is good. God is about righteous violence and righteous anger. And that's a tough thing to wrap your brain Burn around. Burn your enemies. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. The disciples tried it. The disciples tried it. John and his and John and James went into town and and they wouldn't hear the word of God and they went up to Jesus and they said, "Jesus, listen, I'm, we did what you did. We did what you said." I don't know what I just happened in my brain there. Uh, we did what you said. We tried to preach the gospel. These people would not listen. I know what we should do. Let's call fire down from heaven and burn these people up. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? That's not what I'm about. Now, nah, home, now, nah, homeboys, we gonna we gonna love them with our flip flops. Is that what he said? No, I don't know where you're. I don't know what Bible you're reading, but um, it's tough to be a peacemaker too. Yeah. It is. Because not everybody, nobody likes a peacemaker. Oh, nobody, nobody likes it when you slow. Listen, I'll tell you what, the, the, <laughs> back to my driving habits. You know, when you go to a four way <laughs> stop and the person doesn't know, <laughs> like, has, no, has, act like, say, acts like they've never been at a four way stop before and it's their turn to go, but they're like sitting there and they're like, no, nah, maybe you should go. And it's like, no, it's your turn to go, sir. And then you like crouch up and then they crouch up and you're like, are, are you going to go or not? I'll tell you what, I'm not a peacemaker in those moments, but I try to be. You just want to get out the car and direct them slowly and smile and wave. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but man, that's hard. Yeah, I don't drive, but like that's some that sometimes happens when I'm like in the bathroom and like there's a urinal. I just kind of like go for the urinal, but so so does someone else. And he's like, are you going to go or you not? So I can I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. You really have to focus on being a peacemaker. Yeah. In that moment, <laughs> let me tell you, I get turned up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here is righteousness come up. But notice how we're talking about persecution now. The righteousness of God is so against what the world thinks that you will be persecuted for it. The world does not like God's righteousness. Like, if you want to know if you're doing God's righteousness or not, you should be, be you should be being persecuted in some way, shape, or form. And listen, nobody's persecuting if you. If someone's about to hang you, you're doing it right. Yeah, but nobody's perse- persecuting you when they tell you. I'm not going to use that example. Uh, <laughs> nobody like people. People love to say like I'm being persecuted because like Facebook flagged their posts, you know, yeah. like because blah blah blah. It's like come on, let's look at real persecution happening in the world and being persecuted for righteousness. Nobody's persecuting you because they disliked your your picture from your vacation. Nobody's persecuting you. Because of A, B, and C, like uh, I think there are some Christians that read this verse and they try to be so immature, saying oh, I'm being persecuted for Jesus, and it's like no, you're being persecuted because you're an idiot, and you're behaving like an idiot. Grow up and actually stand up for righteousness. If you're being if you're being persecuted for righteousness' sake, 
then that's yours is the kingdom of heaven. But like some of you are trying to ride this train here about being persecuted and you're just being dumb. You're trying to be persecuted so bad. That being said, there are people who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I had a bit of a rant there. Yeah, but make sure make sure you're being persecuted for the right reasons cuz you could very much just be like a jerk to everybody and so nobody likes you and then they're like and then you could be like I'm persecuted. It's like no, you're just not Yeah, you're just a butt. With. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Last one. Right? Yeah, last one. This is a big one. The big kahuna. The Moby Dick of this uh, chapter. It's a literature reference. Calm down. <laughs> blessed, are, <laughs> blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you. You false are against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. So for for so they persecuted the problems who were before you. Prophets. Can I... Oh, sorry. I have a perfect quote for this. Go on. The salt you throw on my name only seasons the sauce. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, by the way, for season three, I'm looking for a new co-host. Because <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. Someone laughed at that. <laughs> I guarantee it. You will see that on an Instagram post. I need I, if you laughed at that, <laughs> please comment. Please comment on the post about this episode. What he said. I'm gonna make merch. <coughs> the salt you throw in my name only seasons the sauce. Benjamin Franklin. I'm gonna oh make that my merch. Lord. No, but uh, like Jesus is saying again, you know, like you'll know that you're on the right track when people when people hate you and and say all wrong things about you and accuse you. And 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 lie about you on his account again. Yeah. If you are a if you are claiming to be a Christian and you're a terrible person, and people don't like you, you're not being persecuted. But there are people like who legitimately like they do nothing wrong, but people don't like them. They spread rumors yeah. about them. They want to go after them. They want to bully them. They want to whatever, just because you follow Jesus. Jesus is rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. Yeah, they didn't like the prophets either. They try to kill the prophets all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So the beatitudes, uh, more like beata greatitudes. Get them. I have no idea what <laughs> what that meant. But again, these are these are the the rules of the kingdom that just take over wherever that. Especially for some of these. Like being blessed for being poor in, poor in spirit, for those who mourn, for being meek uh, and all that stuff, for being merciful and pure in heart and being a peacemaker. Like they don't necessarily uh, mean like they don't come with an attachment that you have to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is the first sign that Jesus says that like this kingdom is completely different because grace covers everybody and everybody like Anybody who's poor in spirit, you know, like it, like this now opens up the door for anybody to walk through. But at the same time, there is there is a standard, like Rowan said, that there that there is a law of the land, but it does open up the door for everybody. Are you are you meek? Do you mourn? Are you poor in spirit? Do you feel this desire for for 
meeting God, you know, like, welcome, join the team. Here's the law of the land. We get Jesus, though. Let's go. Any we, other closing thoughts? Nah, I think we we went through them all. Stay tuned. for We're going through the Sermon on the Mount. You got to talk into the yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sermon on the Mount. We're going through it. <coughs> Beatitudes. We started. <laughs> we I just coughed and farted. <laughs> uh, I felt that a little bit. My bad. <laughs> hey. I didn't plan it. Yo, Chris, did you get that in high fidelity? <laughs> now with smell vision season three. It doesn't season stink. four. Season four. We'll get you smell vision 4D. Um, but no. The Beatitudes. Uh, We're going through the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Um about What's next week's episode? I think it's uh, being the salt and light, and we're we're ready for that one. Yep, yes, it salt is. Salt and light. Y'all ain't ready for that one. Get this ready will be a good episode. Get ready to season the sauce. That, uh, if you like, that's uh, what we call. It. That's what we like to call in the comedy business a callback. Because that was an earlier. Rowan's clearly not in the call a comedy business. No. Uh, so here's the thing: if you like this episode. Please feel free to like, subscribe, and share with anybody who's listening, honestly. Who, you you know, all those things. Uh, follow us on So I Was Thinking Podcast. So I Was Thinking underscore podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube, obviously. Uh, check out our YouTube. We we upgraded. Honestly, we yeah. upgraded for season three. Check out our YouTube. Look at our intro. Please. We Listen, We there's a whole count. We We timed it. We choreographed it. We had costumes, I do lights, dance. camera, action. It was a whole thing, uh, and we did it. Um, Chris flew a dragon in the background. Pretty cool. It was while the lights were off, though, so you didn't see it, but you'll see it if you pay attention next time. Um, what there's else an, are we on? There's what an else? Easter oh, egg. season three. Honestly, if you've made it this far, consider becoming a supporter. Listen, we... We want to keep producing some dope content for you guys. We want to be able to keep growing this podcast. If you've made it to season three, become a supporter. Hit the become a supporter tab on our website or down below in the description. If you're watching on YouTube or buy some merch or if you're on Spotify or iTunes or Anchor, you can hit the become a supporter button on the thing and it'll take you to the page. Honestly, as little as 99 cents a month helps us out a lot and it'll help us keep providing some great content for you guys peace out hey wait are we gonna do something i was gonna say happy birthday happy birthday to me happy birthday to you well this is oh yeah this is way after my birthday i just like celebrating my birthday get a head start on next year see you next week folks the beatitude sermon on the mount